superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the Rich Eisen Show. 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 Every single person I mentioned won a championship in their careers. The Rich Eisen Show. That's what the legacy is at stake for Lamar Jackson. Mr. Not quarterbacky enough. I felt like if we wouldn't turn the ball over, we definitely would have had a shot. The NFC Championship game will forever be remembered for the decisions that Dan Campbell made in the second half. Just crush you. The Rich Eisen Show. Earlier on the show, two-time Super Bowl champion and Greenlight podcast host, Chris Long. Still to come. Super Bowl champion offensive tackle, Mitchell Schwartz. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. I've hit on all four teams, and... um. That's all that played on Championship Sunday, so I'm out of teams. Um, and, um, I mean, what a great way to start uh, hour number three of our program. I'm out of teams. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for everybody listening. We're out of teams. Hey, we started about how Brock Purdy um, isn't going to get a lot of attention paid to his performance because of Dan Campbell's decision-making. Everyone's going to lay it at his feet. Well, somebody had to take that door slightly ajar and jam it, you know, fly it straight open. And so uh, there's that. Um, we've got, uh, that was the top of hour number two. We just hit the Ravens. I don't understand how they only ran it six times at running backs. I just don't get it. I don't know how that happened, but it did. And the Chiefs are just the, the champions of the AFC again, making a Super Bowl now for the fourth time in five years. The only other teams to do, uh, that were New England back in, uh, Brady's final throws there as the quarterback. It wasn't in his early days. That was three out of four. This is four out of five. Um, Those are the years that Brady shocked the uh, Falcons, lost to the Eagles, um, wound up beating the Rams, and also beat the Chiefs. Beat the Chiefs. Yeah. Well, I thought the Patriots may have done. The Bills did it four years in a row. So that's how you do it four out of five years. Yep. Unreal, man. What the Patriots uh, did back in the day and the fact that we're comparing the Chiefs to them just shows you how dynastic they are. Um, and uh, Mitchell Schwartz, who is part of those Chiefs runs of uh, of great play uh, on that offensive line, is going to be joining us in about 18 minutes' time for his two cents on it. Jeff in Detroit, let's give you your hug. What's up, Jeff? He's on. Uh, I know, oh, Jeff. Oh, right, I know, bud. You there, Jeff? I swear to God, I, I just got out the bed. I just got out of the bed from ten o'clock last night. I'm gonna tell you like this: I'll roll with the punches. I'll take this any day because Lions fans are usually done sometime around the end of the season. And this was a beautiful run. It just hurts so bad because I see people celebrating and going to Las Vegas, and my homeboy has the crib down there. Come on, we get we were getting plans together, like Chris said. It's just it, it, it really, really hurts because my entire city was up. You've never seen a city up like this. When the Pistons won, when Michigan won, nobody because so many Lions fans have been waiting for this for so long. We live by Dan Campbell. We die by Dan Campbell. I wish he would have took the points. I'm still sick about it today. Still, it feels like you wake up and you realize your girlfriend broke up with you. Wake up the next day, she's still gone. It's, uh, it's just it's that feeling in the pit of my stomach right now that has me. I, I, I cried. I'm not going to lie. I, I shed it a couple of tears because it was right there. You saw it. You tasted it. I was thinking about going, I mean, it, uh, 
And as far as your question goes, uh, which would I rather have done, uh, got blown out or lost to how we lost? We the Detroit Lions. We Detroit. Give us the way that we lost any day and two times on Sunday because guess what? We know what it is. We're we going to try to get back here, you know, and we had never experienced that before. Mm-hmm. So this ride was just spectacular. It really was. It's just, it just hurts. As good as it felt, as bad as it hurts right now. I feel you. I feel like the reverse of a, a turn zone on Iowa. Mm. I'm the flip side of that right about now. Well, we knew one of our uh, favorites would uh, would be bummed today, and unfortunately it's you, Jeff. Um, but thanks for the call. Here we gave you the hug, the Rich Eisen Show hug. You know, and then tap, tap, and did you really? And then yes. cut him oh, off. Wow, I can't believe wow. you quick-fingered Jeff. On the worst day of his. Uh, Unbelievable, man. Of his wow. Football year. And you just hung up on them, man. Wow. I thought we were done. I'm sorry. Mike, you need to personally call Jeff. I will text off, Jeff. Off air. I have just. In like an hour and I say you're sorry. send a sorry right now. Unbelievable. Um, who's on line three? I can't see the name. Is Who is that? Is that Mr.? What do we got there? Mr. T.? What do we have right there? Yeah, I, Meister, Mister from in Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico, you're on the Rich Eisen oh. show. Hello. Uh, yes, thank you. Hello. Yeah, what's your name? Yeah, Mister. I'm uh, I'm from San Francisco, but I live in Puerto Rico. Okay. Oh. I just uh, wanted to say what's up to the guys. Um, what's up, congrats to the Blue and Hardball, of course. Uh, and uh, congrats on being uh, a, an award winner or award finalist for the sports podcast group for hey. the Overreaction oh, Monday. You, uh, and I hope you guys win it. But um, I just wanted to point out two quick things uh, that, you know, everybody wants to uh, associate Ayuk's catch, that 51-yard catch with luck, whereas I think that it should be more associated with more of an Edelman-type uh, uh, concentration play because Ayuk's hand was outstretched and blocked the defender's point of view, which then caused it to bounce off that face mask. And then the concentration and wherewithal to come up with a big play in a big moment means more than the luck that should be pointed out. And uh, the second thing is just simply we know that Mahomes is going to be the best ever, and he's the only person who will ever come close to Tom Brady's uh, elegance, everything, winning everything. But he does it better, but he's not going to win every year. And, Rich, you just said, uh, last hour, it's a narrative-driven league, and I'm sorry, but Disney, call them up, write the rights. If we have the two wins coming back, the comeback critics can't talk, and then if 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 Brock Purdy beats Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl, he does. It doesn't mean he's the best in the league. It means that he is a winner, and the the criticism needs to go away. I'm Let's, with you. Take it where it goes. Well, thanks for the call. Really appreciate it. Um, there we go. There's a uh, Mister in Puerto Rico. Mister, 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 Mister. With a trick up his sleeve. Great band. So is he Senor when he lives down there? I don't know. I don't know. Um, all right, I've got a top five list. All right. Are you ready for everyone to hit this? Boom. I appreciate everybody getting Let's excited go. about this. Um, it's top five championship game moments. Hit it. High five. One, two, three, four, five. Richest top five. All right, everybody, ready? Here we go. I need some of that music to get me in roll here. Number five on this. It's very rare to see a stat line where the quarterback um, has not only thrown a pass, he's not only run the ball, but he's also caught the ball. (laughs) And it's very rare to see in a play-by-play sheet uh, anything that reads uh, Lamar Jackson pass uh, received by Lamar Jackson. <laughs> Thirteen-yard play. It's kind of like allow myself to introduce myself. <laughs> Lamar Jackson's thirteen-yard tip drill <laughs> is number five on this How list. How is this only number five? Well, I mean, wait till you see. Okay. I, I mean, okay. I, 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 listen. That play was bananas. Uh, I mean, it was something else. And outside of the touchdown drive, it was uh, went sight for sore eyes because after they scored the touchdown and then the Chiefs took the lead and then Lamar um, had a sack fumble. And then back they came and, man, they needed it. And they didn't get anything more than just the seven from that second drive of the game. So this is just an oddity. Let's just put it that way. That's number five on the list. 
Number four on the list is above this, believe it or not. When a quarterback um, takes nine seconds to throw the ball, (laughs) and I'm shorting it. It was like nine and change. But Patrick Mahomes in this game, when it was tied at seven apiece, and the Ravens had just scored, and it's it's a a play that um, the Chiefs needed because if it wasn't going to be caught, it was going to be a Butker field goal, and it would just be a 10-7 game, and the Ravens' defense would feel like they just got off the field and stopped Mahomes, or at least improved on their first defensive possession where it was a touchdown. Instead, Mahomes runs around for nine full seconds and then flips it up to Travis Kelsey somehow like a duck in the air. It looked like it could have been shot down if it was skeet. (laughs) And Mahomes flips it up to where only Kelsey can get it. You thought, like, there's no way he's going to get it, and then he did. That was one of the most remarkable moments of the day because it kept the drive alive, and then it wound up being a 16-play drive that put the Chiefs up for what wound up being for good. 14-7 was the score after that drive. That's number four on this list. Number three, it's kind of a collection of moments because you could have made three different moments from the subject handing of Dan Gamble. Like, that's that's it. Dan Gamble is the nickname here that we know when Dan Campbell decides to go for it, when the rest of us think that's a little nutty, and then the analytics say you should go for it. But the moments on fourth and two when they're up 14, instead of taking that 17-point lead again, seven minutes and change of the third quarter, or down three now, Fourth and three from the 30-yard line with just seven-something to go in the whole shooting match. Instead of going for the tie, he goes for it again. And then running the ball on third and goal when you need to reserve every timeout you have and then not getting it, which led to what we all know is a try on fourth down that did work that led to an onside kick. All of those moments together are something that Lions fans will be talking about. And it it will be uh, of note when I think he steps to the stage two Thursdays from now in Las Vegas and collects the Coach of the Year award. You really think he's going to win, huh? I do. I do. So that's number three on the list. But I don't know. I don't have a vote. Um, Although some people are very upset with the way I'm thinking of voting, or at least I said I was going to vote for certain awards. Uh, Number two right here. on my top five moments list for championship Sunday is the first play of the fourth quarter. It was the Zay Flowers fumble. And this was essentially it because it looked like he was scoring when, when, when Lamar Jackson found Zay Flowers streaking across the middle and Lejarius Sneed trailing in coverage. It looked like he's about to get right in the end zone And he leaps for the end zone instead of, I guess, running through the goal line. I know there was contact going to be there, but Legereus Sneed with the play of his life, knocking the ball loose just before Zay Flowers crossed the goal line. It was a great call in real time by the officials and took all of about five seconds to have it confirmed. And when the Chiefs recovered in the end zone, that was basically it. You could sense it. All the air came out of the building, even with it being just the first play of the fourth quarter. It looked like the comeback was about to start for the Ravens, or at least to make things uncomfortable for the Chiefs. But that was number one. Uh, Number two. But number one, the number one championship game moment from Championship Sunday of this remarkable football season. I'm trying to – I don't know if this nickname's going to fit, but as you know, I always try to nickname it. The Ayuk Oop is the way I'll call it. (laughs) Ball up in the air after Dan Campbell makes the decision to go for it on fourth down. Instead of making it a 17-point game, they do not get it, and the Niners cash it in with a deep throw down the middle of the field. That picture. Kendall Vildor of the Lions has the ball encircled in his arms. Shout out to this photographer. And this still photograph 
it's unreal that this winds up being a 51-yard wow. grab for <laughs> the, guy. the guy in red. <laughs> what? Rather than the lion-clad individual who seems to have the ball ready to catch. It changed everything. The momentum flipped. It was an opportunity for the Niners fans to get out of their seats for the first time, pretty much since McCaffrey scored in the first half. It was dead quiet in that building. All my Lions friends who were in the building were texting me like it's a library in here. It's unbelievable what's happening here. Eminem's flipping birds to everybody that's trying to talk to him. (laughs) And so this was the moment that changed everything and probably gave the Lions fans their first stomach drop of the day to go, "Uh uh-oh, is this really going to happen to us up 14 on this day when we were up 17? And the answer turned out to be yes as we know, and those are my top five moments of Championship Sunday right here on the Rich Eisen Show. You want to hit it, Mike? This is what you normally do? You got? You think we need oh one more? Oh, my God. Especially right, when we're going one. to Las Vegas. I was like, it's coming, right? Especially when we're like, going to Vegas. We're going to have another one, yeah. And that one more, as we all know, was necessary to pull off the Vegas heist. We need to. Brock Purdy's magic legs. Three scrambles for Brock Purdy, all of them for first downs. All of them were huge. One of them was the on the the drive that led to the game tying touchdown on second and eleven, a twenty-one yard drive that got them inside the five yard line from outside the red zone a second time, a second and six scramble with the game tied at uh, Detroit went uh, uh, pardon me, they went from the Detroit twenty-three to the Detroit thirteen. It led to the go-ahead field goal. And then um, when Dan gambled and did not go for the uh, game tire and it left the Niners an opportunity to take a two-score lead on a third and four from the middle of the field, he scrambled 21 yards. And that led to the touchdown that eventually was the game winner. Every single time Brock Purdy took off with his legs, it was a first down. And then his fourth run of the game, quote-unquote, was a minus three yarder that we're not mentioning except for the fact that it was in a victory formation last Mm -hmm. play of the game that sent them to the Super Bowl largely in part of the way Brock Purdy played and those are my moments of championship weekend hey in game time wants to let you know you can get your big game tickets through them why not game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for events near you right now all users get $100 off when they buy a big game ticket with code Vegas 100. Game Time is the ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. Find last-minute seats, executive flash and sponsor deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. Take the guesswork straight out of buying tickets with Game Time. Right now, all Game Time users, again, get $100 off a big game ticket with code VEGAS100. Restrictions apply. Visit GameTime.co for terms. Just download the Game Time app and use the code VEGAS100 for $100 off a big game, t- big game ticket. Or if you're not going to the game, use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. We'll be back with Mitchell Schwartz to tell us what he thinks of the Chiefs run in a moment. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs and the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side, helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature, quiets your snores or your partners. Sleep number does that. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. 10 numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The sleep number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. JD Power ranks sleep number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least... 
The partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. We're back here on the Rich Eisen Show. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. As soon as the radio audience returns, that's when we'll welcome in Mitchell Schwartz, longtime NFL veteran of the Kansas City Chiefs. And and uh, what better way, who, who better to turn to to say, what do you think of this? And this being uh, the Chiefs turning into a dynasty. It's basically what it's, it's straight up. That's what it is. I mean, Andy Reid as well. I mean... I don't, get the, I, I don't in, get the read like might retire talk. I, I'm, not, I'm really following that, I, I, that line of thinking. I think it's just, you know, why, why would anybody, like why would Kelsey retire? Why, unless they just, they're tired, unless they just don't want to do it. Because it is such a, a, a lifestyle that they're, they don't want to live anymore. I get it. I would understand that. Mm. But I, Kelsey, I understand more than Andy Reid. I don't know. Maybe he just wants to travel with his grandkids. Who knows? So Belichick Chiefs, is, that, is this real? I can't imagine that would be it. By any stretch of the imagination. he he. Andy looks engaged. He looks, I mean, he looks the same. I know, but Adam, Adam Schefter is talking about. Is he really? He's going to think about it, and it depends, this, that. And it's just like, wait, what? where is this coming from? What better way to, to go out than back-to-back, too? But Andy Reid coaches another five years. He's going to have the all-time wins record. He win another Super Bowl or two? It's really unbelievable. He's now one behind. He's tied Tom Landry for most Super Bowl appearances. One behind Shula. He's fourth in regular season wins, second in playoff wins, tied for third with conference championship wins, and the only other coach in NFL history to win 25 or more playoff games is named Bill Belichick. That's it. That's it. Andy Reid putting himself in completely rarefied air, to say the least. Back on the Rich Eisen Show radio network, sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk, furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. He's a Super Bowl winner with the Kansas City Chiefs, longtime veteran. Let's get him back on the program. Mitchell Schwartz back here on the show. How are you doing, Mitchell? I'm good. It's a good morning to be a Chiefs fan. I bet it is. I mean, what what are you thinking of when you see what they did yesterday, Mitchell. It's impressive. It's from my eyes, a little bit surprising, just given the the gravity of where we were, you know, basically a, a month ago and that loss after the Raiders game and what looked like kind of the, the bottom of the Pat Mahomes and Andy Reed tenure together. And then all of a sudden, five weeks later, you, you know, beat a, a pretty good team in a, you know, very cold night. You go on the road, you beat, you know, semi-rival then you go to what everyone knows was the best team in the nfl throughout the course of the season and uh, i think you play really well really physical and you know control that whole game so it's impressive and you know we're gonna keep writing stories about these guys and it's been fun to watch well i mean but you know these guys um pretty well inside and out so i'll, I'll be straight up i'm kind of surprised you would use the word surprised because most you know chiefs uh, i i know uh are like yeah this is this is part and parcel of these guys who who won't take no for an answer you know so the so the mindset and the mentality not surprising at all i was getting into it with baltimore fans a little bit throughout the the last couple of days there saying that even though baltimore's not like outright talking smack what they're saying is still going to be perceived as smack talk from kansas city and with the way pat internalizes things with the way this team operates 
that's going to be seen as such and it's going to be taken as such. So, you know, we'd see all these greats throughout history creating things to keep themselves motivated to want that little extra bit of edge going into a game. I knew Kansas City would come up with that mentality. We saw the Justin Tucker <laughs> kerfuffle before the game. Again, not surprising. I just didn't think from the big picture perspective, the way the team had played that they could beat three straight, you know, good to great teams in the course of the playoffs, do it with no bye week. Um, I guess they had the bye in week 18, a quasi bye, but they were a team that made mistakes every single game. And even the Buffalo game, the McColl fumble, like there are mistakes throughout the course of a game. And Baltimore felt like the most well-rounded team they're facing this year at their place, that if you make one or two of those critical mistakes, those turn into game-breaking mistakes. But that didn't happen. The team came out physical, they came out fast, and they dictated the game from, from the beginning. So that part wasn't surprising, but the lack of the mistakes catching up to the Chiefs uh, was a little bit of the surprising part for me. So let's just... Uh... I want to pull on the, that string that you kind of dangled out there a little bit about Mahomes being Jordan-like in in internalizing or taking in what really isn't a slight and perceive it as such to stoke a flame. You got a good example of that from your playing days with Mahomes, Mitchell, where you saw it? Well, the, the interesting thing is that you don't, see it all the time i think he keeps that so internal but he you, does even you even with things. his teammates even with his teammates he keeps it internal well you hear stuff throughout the week like you know hey you know they're saying this or they're saying that but there wasn't really anything too egregious where you felt like it kind of feels like a reach there i don't know where he's going but i think when you see it you know you see the finger counting for the trubisky pick when we were playing uh chicago that surprised me. I didn't expect him to like feel like he felt the need to say hey i was way better than this guy in the draft you picked me 10th uh <laughs> You know, we saw last week against Buffalo, the players kind of chirping back a little bit about that good luck comment. Um, so if you kind of follow the team close enough, you can see snippets of it here or there. He's not as outward with it as, as some guys are. But throughout the course of a week, the team is talking to each other and you're all saying like, hey, did you hear what this guy said? Hey, Baltimore saying this, like we got to defend ourselves. I think Coach Reed doesn't often go to that measure, but every now and again, if a team does say something or he, he sees something out there in the media world, he will say like, you know, hey, this is what is being said about you guys to kind of use that as some motivation. So it's a, you know, Pat, Coach, Travis, guys that use that as fuel internally. They don't necessarily pull on that often, but when they do, uh, it, it tends to work out pretty good. Have you ever been the one to tell Mahomes something from the outside world that you 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 knew was Stoke a Flame or anything like that? Not necessarily from that perspective. I feel like he's because he's such a fan of sports. And I think we've seen that in terms of like his interactions and on social media and he loves to go to basketball games and all other stuff. I think he just is maybe more online than people realize and can see stuff that, that floats through more than people realize. So mm -hmm. it wasn't that I had to go to him and say like, Hey, did you see these guys said this thing? He, for the most part has, has seen all of that. Um, right. You know, he's not a guy that says, Oh, I don't look at stuff or I don't do this. Like he, I don't think he really gets asked about it. It's just, um, you know, he's someone that's so aware of the sports world in general because he's a sports fan. I don't know how he could live his life loving all those other things and then not also hear stuff about him in particular because he's so out there. So plugged in. So he must have been aware of all the narratives about um, the pass catchers on his team letting him down, right? And, I mean, I had Rasheed Rice on the program last week, Mitchell, and uh, he's like, yeah, we didn't really talk about that in the in the receiver room. I kind of try to chip away at that. But um, um, he, he said they, they don't they don't talk about it, but I'm sure that had, that had to have gotten back to the team. Oh, it did. There's there's a clip of uh, MVS being asked about, you know, what's it been like to kind of work through this and the narrative that's out there. And he kind of put it back on the reporter and said, what are you talking about? You know, he didn't want a vague question. He wanted the person to say, like, what are you specifically trying to ask me right now? So those guys know that exists. I think. The cool thing that we've seen, especially these past two weeks, the MBS making huge catches is Pat, maybe during the course of the season, lost trust in guys in certain spots or trust in the rhythm of the offense. But whatever it was after that Raiders game, he seemed to have recommitted to, I'm going to do my job. I'm going to throw it to where they're supposed to be, and they're going to do their job. And everyone just kind of recommitted to the, the fundamentals of I mean, it sounds Belichickian, obviously, but I'm just going to do what I'm supposed to do. I'm not going to try to make a hero play. I'm not going to try to do anything that I'm not supposed to, because whenever Pat's at his best, it's within the rhythm of the offense. And then he adds the special flair on top of that. But it's not 
backyard football from the jump. And so there seemed to be, you know, kind of that recommitting from the entire team. Like, let's just strip it down to our fundamentals and the essentials and we'll build it back. And we saw that in week 17, we saw that the Miami game, Buffalo game, and you know, they are peaking at the right time. I'm not a huge, you know, quote unquote momentum guy, but this does seem like a team, not that they're turning it on, but they have that kind of playoff focus and, and mentality and um, definitely don't want to be counted out. And it's, it's been pretty cool to see. So what was Kelsey like when you first got to the chiefs, Mitchell, did you arrive at the same time? Did you beat him to the team yet? Was, no, was, he, uh, he was there a few years before me. Okay. Um, right. So he was kind of established. So I walked in there and you know, he was, he was Travis Kelsey and He's the same guy. I'll credit him and Pat. Their lives have changed tremendously over the last decade. Obviously, Travis is this year in a, in a different way. And they're still the same guys. They're incredible people. They don't think of themselves as better than you or there's people beneath them or things like that. Like they're always, you know, more than happy to share their time. You know, I don't know if you asked Rishi about it or he talked about it, but Travis is a mentor throughout the course of the season and, you know, taking him under his wing early in the season and trying to get him up to speed. Um, so those guys haven't changed at all. Travis blew me away with his mental ability to conceptualize football and to see everything on the field. And I think until he met his match and Pat and the way they see the game and the way they're able to free flow, um, we knew how good Travis was, but we didn't necessarily know how special he was from a mental perspective. But, you know, I can remember in walkthroughs, you know, Travis and I kind of talking making jokes and the quarterback's kind of calling the play. Travis isn't really listening. He's off in a different world, but he's still able to like hear enough of it and get to the line and know what to do and just like feel out football where, you know, most guys can't be somewhat distracted and also hear a play call and know where mm. to go and the shift and the motion and the routes and all that stuff. But he has such a brilliant football mind that was the thing that I, I really took to uh, when I first got to know him and I first got to see him is just how easily he sees football, the space, um, you know, he's just kind of on a savant level in terms of taking it all in and knowing where to go. Is that why he's so wide open all the time? I'm serious. Cause the number of people that I've asked the question to, can you explain to me how Travis Kelsey is always open? Because there's no doubt defensive coordinators, linebackers, safeties, everybody is circling 87 before they play the Chiefs. And uh, 11 targets, he caught all of them. I mean, the number of times that he's, you know, I know the Spanos has owned the Chargers. You could say he does. You know what I mean? Like, so can you explain it to me? Is that what you're you're alluding to? Yeah, it's you know, easier to get open when you don't have to, you know, run where the route says it is on paper. He just, he feels things. He <laughs> understands space. He knows that if, you know, there's a clip from earlier this year where Pat comes back to the sidelines and he's like, Travis wasn't supposed to do that. He was supposed to break outside. And somehow I knew he wasn't. And I just threw it to him and they, you know, it's a touchdown. It's in the back of the end zone. He's supposed to run a corner route and Tra Pat knows before it happens that Travis isn't going to run the corner. He's going to take it over the middle and they both adjust at the same time. And unless that clip came out, nobody would know that wasn't the intended route. And these guys are doing this all the time. Travis is like Gumby out there. He's just kind of floppy and moving around and loose and he finds a void and a seam and he sits down and that's he and Pat see the game the same way. It's like they're both in the booth from the top down, seeing all the space unfold and he just has such a, an incredible ability to, to do that. And even from, you know, one of coach Reed's quotes a few months ago in terms of Rasheed Rice and becoming, you know, Mahomes friendly out there, it's that understanding of where guys are, where I need to be uh, relative to maybe what the specific route combination was supposed to be. But if this guy's playing in a certain spot and he feels space, find the space. And that is the definition of what Travis Kelsey does. He well, finds the space. Well, were you there in the times when Reed kind of needed to calm Kelsey down? Were you were you there at that time before Kelsey kind of, um, for the lack of a better word, matured and became this grown ass man that's now, by the way, ahead of Jerry Rice in metrics uh, on on the playoff stat sheet career wise? It's crazy, Mitchell. Yeah, I I didn't realize how close he was to Rice, and you, I mean, Rice is like the revered guy in terms of statistics yeah. across the NFL, and the fact that, that Travis has passed him now and and catches and touchdowns is wild. I was there, I'd say, in the the middle part of Travis's career, so there was some maturity going on, and I think he. We've obviously seen he likes to have fun. He likes to be himself. Yes. And one of Coach Reed's mantras is show your personality. Um, but <laughs> you can only show your personality for so much if, if there's some negative sides to that personality. So there was a maturing. There was an understanding of what he meant to the team, to the franchise, how guys looked up to him. Um, you know, I don't know that 
maybe in the middle of his career years, four or five and six, he really understood how much of a leader he was, even if because the quarterback's always, you know, like the, the true leader of the team. That's the voice that you hear the most. That's the guy who, who kind of resonates. And Alex Smith was great at that. And Mahomes is obviously fantastic to get that. But when you're as successful as Travis is, then when you're as great of a guy and guys look up to you from the, you know, personal and football level, um, there's a lot on your plate responsibility wise. And guys are seeing how you act. They seeing, they're seeing, you know, how you, you are in meetings. Are you paying attention? Are you a guy who likes to nod off? Are you showing up on time? All those little things. And, you know, he did have a little bit of maturing to do and he's done that exceptionally well. And, um, you know, turned himself into, uh, a pretty awesome guy. Yeah, Mitchell Schwartz here on the Rich Eisen Show. And again, uh, him saying that he wanted to win this past game, Kelsey, more than any game in his entire career, it just says it says it all. You know, when you talk about being a leader and 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 showing the way it needs to be done for the lack of better way, uh, the chief way, right? Um, that that yeah, um, you've got a couple rings in the case. You have one from your time with them. And you can you've been to Super Bowls the last few years, with the exception of one, but you want more, you know, because more is better than what you currently have. And and for everyone that there's no question it permeates. It definitely permeates the room. And Chris Jones is another such guy, I believe, on this team. So I my question for you is, um, here we go. It's the Niners again, right? And so how do you think that matters in any way, shape, or form before Super Bowl 58 is a rematch, Mitchell? I think it gives both teams extra motivation. Not that, you know, the counters, why do you need extra motivation in the Super Bowl? But again, we talked about mentality-wise and kind of using everything that you can. From the Kansas City perspective, they want to show that the first Super Bowl was the way it was supposed to be. You know, obviously the 49ers felt like, you know, they were kind of controlling the game, not had the game locked up, but we're in control of it in the fourth quarter, get the interception. And, you know, potentially if an offensive series or two goes differently, they can bleed out more clock and, and win the game. So Kansas City's perspective, you know, we want to show that we're still the dominant team, that uh, we're going to beat you guys again and that we deserve this and, and we own the NFL. And from San Francisco's perspective, they're trying to make amends for, you know, five years ago. They're trying to prove that this incredible team they've built, I think four conference championship appearances, now two Super Bowls in five years, um, that they're as good as everyone has has said that they are and that they can prove it in the playoffs. And in an interesting way, you could look at Kyle Shanahan's career as a coach right now and compare it pretty similarly to Andy Reid's in Philadelphia, where you look at four championship games in five years. He's now in his second Super Bowl and maybe some late game clock management stuff. Maybe there are some decisions that you would like to take back, but everyone knows is a great coach has had a ton of success, but hasn't won the big one. And there have been some questions about, you know, how you do it in the big moments. And so, um, you know, they've got a lot to prove and it's going to be a, a really fun matchup. All right. So what is Mahomes going to perceive as a slight here? I mean, because um, we're, we're the next two weeks is just going to be uh, Mahomes a Palooza. You know what I'm saying? What could, <laughs> what could possibly be now construed as a slight? Do you think so? I don't think he needs that every single time. Okay. I don't think that he needs to find one to go into a game, but the motivation is I'm going to prove that I'm the best quarterback. I'm going to prove that I'm the best guy that's ever done this through six years of my career. And, you know, there's all the talk of Mahomes and Brady and comparing the stats and comparing the first six years as a starter. And, you know, I think he just is going to want to prove himself and he's going to want to get that hardware. And, you know, he has aspirations of being the guy that everyone talks about in uh, football lore and football history is the greatest to ever do it. So if San Francisco says something that, you know, they shouldn't have said in a presser, then I'm sure that will be used from the team perspective that, you know, Hey, they think they're better than us or, Hey, they think this, but uh, going into the matchup, you know, I think he's got all that internal fuel, all that internal fire to prove himself and to keep showing uh, what he can be on, you know, historic kind of larger scale level. Love it. Mitchell, thanks for the time, man. Let's do this again. Maybe I'll have, if you're free, you know, sometime early next week, you'll break down uh, in advance of what the Super Bowl may look like between these two teams. Really appreciate it. Absolutely. We'd love to. Thanks for having me. You got it, Mitchell. Thanks again. Mitchell Schwartz at Mitch Schwartz 71. Go follow him. Certainly if he's going out there and telling Ravens fans, don't say that <laughs> in advance. <laughs> I can't. I, I, 
I can't get enough of just telling you. Do you think enough kids these days know who Jerry Rice is? I'm serious. Uh, not to. Um, maybe they've heard the name. I don't know if they're doing on YouTube deep dives or anything. He's on commercials. No, I know that. So I'm, that would I'm, be. I'm, and I'm not doing this to, other than just, just try and let everyone know. I mean. This is a big deal. Travis Kelsey passed Jerry Rice for most catches in the history of the playoffs. Also in eight fewer games. Jerry Rice played 29 postseason games, Dude. if I'm not mistaken, and Kelsey just played 21. I mean, Edelman, who is, is one of the greatest playoff receivers ever, he had 118 catches in the playoffs in his career to the point where people talk about him as a Hall of Famer, right? Correct? Correct. All right. And then there's a debate as to whether he is or he isn't. And uh, we're going to see him at the Super Bowl um, in Vegas. He's scheduled to be one of our guests. Great. 118 catches. Unreal. That's a lot. Right? That's a, that's a lot. A Including lot. one of the most incredible games that he had against Seattle, right? Without his game against Seattle, uh, yeah, the then, then Malcolm Butler doesn't mean anything, Correct. right? Yeah, right. And um, the Boston Knee Party, I believe, was a nickname we had for that catch against the, the Falcons, Great right? Great nickname. Better catch. 118 catches. Jerry Rice, 151 in his career. Edelman was trying to catch Rice, and he didn't come close. Yeah, Edelman was second in, like, everything. Right. Right, for receiving. Travis Kelsey just passed Rice. He's got 156. And he did it with an 11-catch game in, in the conference championship game. Do we understand what we're seeing here? So many catches. With him? Unreal. In terms of most 100 receiving yard games in the history of the playoffs, he's now got eight tied with Rice. You know who couldn't catch him again? Julian Edelman had six. Tyne Irv, who had six. And, of course, Kelsey and Mahomes. Now with 17 catches together for touchdowns in the playoffs. Mahomes to Kelsey 17 times. That's now two more than Brady and, and Gronk. Honestly, Montana to Rice is just going to be a long-ago memory at some point. Now he's got, if he has a four-touchdown game in the Super Bowl, he'd pass Rice <laughs> all-time in terms of yeah. Kelsey, touchdowns. he needs that Super Bowl MVP that Jerry Rice and Julian Edelman have. Mm-hmm. It's the only thing missing. Well, I mean, right? if Kelsey get like, let's just use this game, for instance. If Kelsey gets a 11 catches on 11 targets in the Super Bowl, like he just had in Baltimore. Would that make him the MVP of the game, or oh, would they give and, it to Mahomes And the touchdown? They'd still give it to Mahomes. I don't know. I mean, Mahomes it was just kind of a, a ho-hum performance. What, 20 of 25 in the first half for 161 yards? You know what I mean? Yeah. He set a record for most first-half completions of his career Only had the one. Only game. had the one touchdown, which right, was to Kelsey. I don't know. I think Kelsey might get it, just because it's kind of been the year of Kelsey. Wow. <laughs> well, guys, I mean. So to speak. Let's be honest. Oh, sorry, TJ. It's part of this. You know what's going to happen? Yeah, yeah, take all it right, very good. There it is. Yep, yep, yeah, yep. I don't want to ruin anything. All right. All right. So what, what is that that you have over <laughs> that you keep holding up as the script? It's the script. <laughs> but what is it? It's the, is it just like is, is it just something that you printed out that NFL thing? And, <laughs> no. It's blank pages? This is legitimately, I got this through my sources. <laughs> You know, and it's told me everything. You know what? When I we come about, back, I'm I knew going about to, the Cowboys. I knew about the Lions. You know, wow. didn't know about the colors. When we Super come Bowl. back, whoa, whoa, whoa. when we come Blue back, head. everybody's saying Blue that head. you know this is in the bag. The reason why the Chiefs made it to the Super Bowl because the league wants to get Taylor Swift to the game in the worst way that they're willing to risk their entire reputation. I already knew about to that. put the game in the bag for the Chiefs. Okay, that. I'm going to blow up as if the Chiefs making it doesn't blow up one conspiracy theory. I'm going to blow it to smithereens. <laughs> you think? Just to put it to bed. Yeah, I'm going to. By the way, we it, we should bring that to uh, Vegas just in case we oh, can get Keegan-Michael Key to actually oh, yeah, sign yeah, a copy of that. I can't, I can't leave this out. everybody to sign it. I'm uh, the wherever, one trustworthy enough Wherever to have Keegan this. is today, he needs a hug. He was at the game. Oh, he might not come. He was, I think he was at the game in his Sanders, Barry Sanders jersey. Oh, journey. man. In his gamer. Was he with M just flipping everybody off? You guys want to know what Brock Purdy does the, in the second quarter? Oh, gosh. Oh, oh my God. Come Let's on. take a break here on the Rich Eisen Show. <laughs> Stop it. Don't feed the animals. <laughs> 
It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, back here, still on the old Roku channel. Radio audience will be returning Also super impressive. Kittle was just non-existent for three quarters yesterday. One target, I think. They took him out of the game. Yeah. You know, and that's the whole thing with people saying no-show, like the Ravens no-showed, Lamar no-showed. The Chiefs made him no-show. You know what I mean? It's not like he didn't try. You know what I mean? <laughs> Honestly, like everyone's they like, forgot there was a man, game they just, no showed. The Ravens didn't show. It's just a you know, phrase. The, it's a phrase. The though, one way know. in the Ravens didn't show was composure. They no showed in the composure department. Yeah, you know what I mean? And and sure, and it's like you know, and Irv was going you know this that and the other thing about on game day morning he was having he was, he was funny when uh, when Justin Tucker came out and was warming up and. And uh, right on the goal line. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, I watched Justin Tucker warm up when I was calling the Ravens-Titans game in London. And I didn't see him on anybody's goal line. Gonna, does he do that? He, he wasn't go? sitting there in, uh, on the one-yard line right in front of Ryan Tannehill as he's warming up with Pat and goes. He wasn't doing that. I mean, he might have a different approach at home in, in, in Europe. Might be too Now, different. Irv was saying, it's just Thanks. like, he goes, well, where was that? In London, you made my point. This is his home. He can work, go wherever he wants to go on right. in his home. And he was like going to show them where he's going to be. And he's like, when you co- he goes when when a guest comes into your house, like <laughs> they don't tell you where your pots and pans are. You you know you know where your pots and pans are. Facts. At which point I let him know I don't know where all of them are. <laughs> I don't. I don't either. But, I'm so right. you know what I mean. But but that you was his, some of them. This is his point. Like, it's his home, and he's going to prove it. But guy kicked one field goal, one one extra point on the day. That's it. Yeah. And all he did is, I mean, back on the Rich Eisen Show radio network, we're, we're talking about Justin Tucker warming up in front of Mahomes. And he's like, what? I, I didn't understand it. Like, you know, you're you're stretching right in front of Pat Mahomes deep like 49 yards on their side of the field deep into it just Did he like, get there first i don't know man i don't know so many dumb silly questions it's but. just well tucker yeah. kind of laughed it off the he, whole, said it, he said it was all silly i know he said but the, i don't think the chiefs thought it was silly i yeah. mean kelsey took his stuff and flipped it away and this was after mahomes flipped it away the it being that you know triangle stand yeah and that's the one thing it's just like it it was it was fun and funny until By the way, all three of these guys are going to be roommates one day in Canton. All right. They're all going to be roommates of the same room one day in Canton, Ohio. And um, they can laugh about it back in the day. But on, on, on this day, it was I think it was serious. And and that's the one annoyed. thing. The whole thing, no-show. Ravens no-showed. Their composure no-showed. I, I, I was stunned by it. You know. Run game no-showed. The run game no showed, <laughs> kind of. but the Chiefs showed up, which is maybe why you're thinking the Ravens no showed. I think Lamar showed. It's just he had a, they had a better game plan. They beat him. The Chiefs came in and beat the Ravens, and you tip your cap because what we're watching is a dynastic run. Why no uh, Steve Spagnolo high head coaching buzz? I think it's because it was such a major flop with the with the Rams years ago. Yeah, it seems like that was a I decade get ago. I know. Right? Maybe maybe it'll start. I know, you know, one one's putting on a clinic. I know people who love the fact that there's no Spagnolo head coaching conversation or Chiefs fans. You keep him there. Yeah. But this guy's really balling out. Keep him there. Playoffs. He's killing it again. Also, also just for just to put this in perspective, you're saying that Tucker, you're guaranteeing him as a Hall of Famer. Yes. It's only five kickers. I get it. In the Hall of Fame. He'll be he'll make six. 
Or seven after Vinatieri well, gets say in. Vinatieri's got to get in. Yeah, Vinatieri will get in first, then he'll be seven. Yeah. Oh, please. I think he makes it. Listen, there's a lot of tinfoil <laughs> in this world, and a lot of people make hats out of them. <laughs> Outside of the sports world. But in the sports world, wait a minute. The NFL absolutely wants the Chiefs to win. The number of people who at NFL officiating in tweets at me like, Gary I'm in charge, Gary okay, Gary. right? <laughs> like, hey, NFL officiating, you know, hey, uh, the, the Chiefs get all the calls and all this stuff because the Chiefs, the NFL wants the Chiefs in because Taylor Swift is 1 million percent the most important commodity for the NFL to get to the Super Bowl, more than anybody else. And if that's the case, then then what about the so-called color scheme of the Super Bowl having purple in it? What happened there? And also, did Miko Hardman not get the memo, you know, in, in Buffalo when he fumbled it? But remember this whole conversation? <laughs> that there's purple and red. It's been like four in a row. <laughs> okay, and the Lions were up 17, so the red in San Francisco wasn't going to make it <laughs> um, for a while. And then the purple, what happened there? You know? Purple didn't make it, so it's red It's red and red. <laughs> red and a lot of red. Yeah, Again. Red. Seeing red. Red dawn. Before all this, though, red I reached dawn. out to uh, a high-placed individual in the National Football League to ask this individual. Ooh. Sourcing. I like it, Rich. When did you come up with the logo for Vegas? It was announced, the logo for Vegas, the day after the Chiefs beat the Eagles when the Arizona Super Bowl Committee handed the ball to the Las Vegas Super Bowl Committee. That's when this came out. Oh, so at the time, we should have just figured it was Ravens and, and the Chiefs, right? <laughs> but I'm so I'm like, so how did you come up with the color? And the color scheme, uh, apparently is, uh, quote, we knew we had to uncover something unique and truly special for Super Bowl 58. The theme taps into the feeling of modern royalty and the two teams battle for the crown. Purple is a color tied to royalty throughout history and made perfect sense as one of our anchor colors for this year's look. Hmm. Finally, if the online theory was true, the following teams would be eligible for Super Bowl 58, pointed out this individual. Red, Bills, Patriots, Texans, Titans, Chiefs, Giants, Falcons, Niners, Cardinals, Purple, Ravens, Vikings. The Vegas, the Los Angeles Super Bowl, apparently color scheme was inspired by blockbuster movie making. I was told by this league individual. Wow. The Roman numerals were a camera lens reflecting the colors of an L.A. sunset. In Arizona, the numerals were a window into the desert sky and the red mesas below. So there you have it. People are crazy. Well, it's not they, conspiracy theory, but it's people spending a lot of time uh, on what the colors uh, need to be based on where doing? the Super Bowl is. But well, they got the four teams right. They were close. Oh, so in a couple weeks, time. let's Go see back. Let's research. what the New Orleans Super Bowl colors are. Okay. Also, you yeah, said we'll find out. You said purple for royalty. Well, everyone acts like Taylor Swift is like oh. the queen of America right now. So that's kind of okay. royal in the red. Get out of here. I love it. So it's the Chiefs. Get out of here. I'm back just saying. It'll be involved. In so someone will say, oh, wait a minute. The color scheme of New Orleans. We can figure out who's going from the AFC and the NFC we based royals. on the color scheme. Great... And then we'll find oh. out. Well, one of them's the color of beads. And the other's the color of beignets. <laughs> that's all it is. One's the color of turtle soup. The other one's the color of gumbo. Packers and through the lens, through the lens of you know a French Quarter. Packers window. Chiefs next year. There you go. That's royalty for you. I see. It. Case closed. Right. Take off your tinfoil. You, you can see. Look inside those crooked lines of the tape. <laughs> 